firstdropmusic.com. Welcome back, you guys. My name is Bear Cole. This is from the First Drop Podcast, uh, where we talk to independent musicians, music fans, uh, DJs, mobile DJs, uh, lots of people that are involved in the music industry, just trying to give some tips. Um, but this is going to be a special episode. Today, I'm going to be telling a fun story about when I first started working in studios. I'd actually been working in recording studios for uh, quite a while uh, as an intern. And at the time, it was kind of the beginning of the death of recording studios. Um, I had gone to school, gotten a degree in studio engineering, and um, had gotten a in, uh, internship position at a really cool studio. Uh, I got to work with some awesome artists, um, but it wasn't easy. Um, so just some, uh, just a fun story that kind of tells you a little bit about what it's actually like to work in the industry uh, and work in the music industry. It's an awesome story that I have for the rest of my life, but uh, the studio game and the, uh, the music industry might be a little bit different than you think. Uh, so, like I said, I'd been an intern for quite a while. I'd been working at the studio, and I had worked my ass off to make sure that I made a, a good impression. Uh, so I'd started to get to be able to work in and actually kind of uh, get into get in on the console and, and record some artists. Uh, but I was really grinding my teeth trying to get those credits uh, from something big where I could get my name in the credits as the uh, engineer. I was DJing at the time and had just finished a DJ set. So it was after 2.30 in the morning. I uh, had just gotten home, had just finally got all my records back into my house. And at that time, for any DJs listening that have been doing it for as long as I have, I actually mean carrying records in the house, which was an absolute uh, chore because I think I carried over 100 pounds everywhere I went for gigs. I had multiple cases and that stuff just isn't light. So finally got that done. I'm a little bit tired. Lie down and... I'm guessing by this time it's almost three in the morning and get a call. And they tell me that DMX and Puff Daddy, P Diddy, I don't know what he was going by at that time. Uh, but he, both of them had kind of like met up in town and just said, Hey, we want to hit the studio and get something done. And I was like, really? DMX and Puff Daddy. Hell yeah, I'm in. They said, get over there. They're going to head over in a little while, so you need to make sure everything's cleaned up and ready. So I got to that studio as fast as I could, opened everything up, cleaned up, uh, got everything ready, got the board ready, made sure mics were uh, all set. And so when they got there, we could just get right to work. And guessing at that time, usually uh, when you were working with anything in um, the hip-hop arena, you know, or rap. It was, it was, they already had a beat ready that was probably going to be either on a CD tracked out or something like that, and you were going to bring in all the files. So, you know, I wasn't sure if they were just trying to get first takes or whatever, but no matter what, I was going to get credit as the engineer. So I was so stoked. I have been 
you know, I was a pretty big fan of DMX's first couple albums, so that was kind of cool too. So, um, actually, at the time that I was working with DMX, who is an awesome guy, I know he's gotten some weird uh, press, and you know, people might think whatever they think about him. Every time I worked with him, he was he was awesome. And uh, at the time, I don't know, he barks as much in person as he does in his music which was actually interesting to learn as well. Uh, he barked at me several times. And I'm not talking about yelling at me. He actually barked. Arr, arr. <laughs> so uh, I, lo- I loved that guy. And I was super stoked. So they show up, right? Here I am, really just trying to cut my teeth in the industry. I'm the only guy there. Nobody else wanted to get up at that time. So I'm the guy who gets to go in there, and I'm finally going to get my due. They come in, they've got some ladies with them, they've got a whole entourage, all of them are, have been partying all night, you can tell. Obviously they'd been out at the club and either met up before or met up at the club and decided they wanted to work on some music. So they're doing their thing, that's fine, you know, um, and I'm waiting. And, you know, I'm there to get something done. I really got to get something down. And they party a little bit longer hour goes by a little bit longer goes by we never got anything down they just partied the whole time and then left <laughs> and i'm like no this this was my chance you know and never put anything down didn't record one thing never got a beat nothing they just kind of partied it up it was a cool little place to hang out so uh, then they took off and I had to close up the studio. Sun was coming up, closed it all up, locked it up and headed home. And that really kind of gave me an idea of what it might actually be like to work in the music industry. And even though it might sound like that's uh, complaining, I, I wasn't complaining. That's just part of being in the music industry. You You have to be professional. You have to be as professional as possible. But sometimes once people have made it to a specific point, in their career, uh, they have other choices that they can make as well. So it was definitely a learning experience for me. I really wish we would have got something down in that session, but it really kind of opened my eyes to a lot about what I do like and what I don't like about the music industry. Um, I still kept trying to work in studios and and still worked in some smaller studios after that. But unfortunately I kind of got into that right as the big studios were dying. It was, it wasn't easy to make a living as a recording engineer. Uh, I was already working on my own music, which isn't always the best uh, combination to be trying to be a recording engineer and work on your own projects all the time. It's hard; just it's just hard to have the time to do both. Um, and you know, I kind of moved into some other realms. But you know, a lot of people might think that you would get that first opportunity and it would turn into a big dream, and you would get that credit and. Sometimes that happens, and sometimes you have the luck that that's the way it turns. And, you know, after that, I still got to work with some awesome big-name artists. But that's not always what happens. And you can't let it uh, get you down. You can't let it get you unmotivated. That's just That kind of stuff is just going to happen. If you work in live music, uh, if you're uh, finally getting that chance to open for your favorite artist, there's a chance that show could cancel 
you know, and, and, and it's just not going to happen. That doesn't mean you should stop. You should keep that motivation moving forward. And uh, I just thought that was kind of a cool story that kind of sums up a little bit of where we're going to be approaching the music industry in this podcast is just the actual real life stuff. So I've been doing all kinds of music trainings. I've worked as a recording engineer. I've worked as a live tech. Um, I've worked in live sound, uh, lighting. I've also worked in QC and the testing in um, the warehouse and making sure everything is pulled and everything is going out to show site. I worked in that quite a bit, uh, actually. I've worked as a manager. I've worked as a DJ. I've been an artist. I've been on tour. I've you know, worked as a roadie and as audio stagehand for some huge tours, Rolling Stones, Kanye West, Taylor Swift, some pretty big, you know, tours. Uh, and I've seen it from every angle. It's not, I'm not saying I was the front of house engineer for any of that. I was, you know, a lot of times I was a stagehand and sometimes I would be patching the board and sometimes I was just there to wrap cables, you know? So I've seen uh, the music industry from all kinds of different directions and I want to use some of that knowledge to help anybody who is interested in uh, becoming a musician or work in the music industry um, just get a better picture of what it might actually be like. It's still super fun. Sometimes there's so much adrenaline, even when it's the worst gig and you're out in the rain or you're out in the cold. Or when I was working in Phoenix, Arizona, and it was 118 and we had to get in the back of trucks and load them with tons of gear you know, and heavy shit. It, it, it's still uh, been an amazing, fun uh, career and, and way to work. Um, but there's also just some things that, that I want you guys to look at things in a realistic way. So a lot of the trainings and different things I've done about music, becoming a musician, everything has really kind of gone towards just the digital realm and a lot of it has gone towards something that I think is a little bit separate from uh, an artist's mindset. I think it's perfect. You have to push yourself. You have to learn how to be professional. You have to have a work ethic if you're ever going to make it in anything, and that includes music. But there's a different personality and there's a different way of working when you're an artist. And I think that gets left out of a lot of the stuff that, that people talk about these days. You know, it all becomes ones and zeros and ones and ones and zeros and what software you're using and how you're going to advertise and how you're going to market and and all this stuff that like that's super important. But that has nothing to do with being an artist and being an artist is really important. So, I, I you know, it, it's what we actually give back to the world is art that people can enjoy and that can change their life. They don't care how we are marketing it or anything like that. So I want to focus on that a little bit in this podcast, how the music industry actually operates, how it operated when I was first starting up and how it operates now and some of the things that are better and some of the things that are worse. Um, the, the reach that you have as an artist is so amazing now, but that also doesn't mean that you get to reach anybody. It's almost harder to reach people because the reach is so huge. So you got to find ways to make your art stick out. And that has nothing to do with the software you use or what plugins you have or how you market or how you run Facebook ads or any of that. You know, 
we're going to focus on a, a little bit on gear and I'm going to give you guys some tips on stuff like that, that I've run into while I've been doing a lot of training or stuff that's kind of worked um, for me or other artists that I know. But we're also going to focus on the real life, what it's like to be a musician and the importance of the art that you're making. And, you know, I think that a lot of times when you're, people are talking to independent musicians uh, and trainings and podcasts and stuff like that, the, the art of music, kind of takes a back seat and it's always like, yeah, you have to have good music or people aren't going to want to hear it. But I want to delve a little bit deeper into what actually makes good music and what you have to take out of yourself to put into your music to make it something somebody wants to listen to. So that's my story. It was awesome. Uh, you know, shout out to DMX. He was so amazing. Uh, every time that I worked with him in the studio, He's just a fun guy. He has a cool personality. And I know that he's gone through some ups and downs in life. But really, uh, when you've actually met people, sometimes you realize that some of these artists are way bigger assholes than they're made out to be. And sometimes you realize that they're just cool people and they got a bad rap in the press. And that, that does happen. So uh, shout out to, to DMX. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we've got plenty more episodes coming up from the from the First Drop Podcast. Once again, my name is Bear Cole. You can check out firstdropmusic.com. That's the number one S-T, drop, D-R-O-P, music.com. Uh, head over there. We're finally starting to work with some new artists that are coming on board at First Drop Music. Uh, it's kind of building up and it's getting exciting. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Don't forget, you can always hit me up. My email is bear, B-E-A-R, just like the animal, at firstdrop.co and that's co.com so first bear at firstdrop.co send me an email if you have an idea for a show if you want to jump off for an interview if you're an artist or something that has something to do with music or you're just a big music fan and you want to talk about what music means to you or you want to talk about one of your favorite bands and, and all the different uh, merch and, and uh, vinyl and stuff that you've collected you know I'm open to just about anything that has to do with music. Uh, so if you're a listener out there and you have a cool idea, just shoot me an email and let's get you on the show. All right. Love you guys. Once again, my name is Bear Cole from the First Drop Podcast. Peace. Thank you for listening to From the First Drop. My name is Bear Cole. If you want to learn more, just look up First Drop Music anywhere you go online. That's one ST Drop. D-R-O-P Music Look it up Firstdropmusic.com Facebook, Instagram Anywhere you go online We're going to bring you more About independent music Music distribution How to be a DJ Mobile DJing And just music in general I hope you guys come back And listen to more We're out Peace